Welcome to Pure Hustle Podcast. This is Mike. And this is Orlando. And this is episode 31. 31. Yeah, buddy. Do you have anything uh, exciting well, to say? Well, okay, before 31? we get started. No, no, I don't have anything. But we do have a caller that has an impersonation of me. Ooh. I thought that was kind of interesting. Let's hear it. Right? Okay. Well, let's hear this call. Some kind words were said. So, hey, we love you guys calling us. 619-738-1170. Let's play this real quick. Hey, boys. Love your podcast. This is Daryl in Ohio. Uh, I don't have a question or anything. I just want to thank you for being positive, but yet you have a little bit of cynicism in there. It's a good mix. Lastly, I want to leave with an impression of Orlando. Are you ready? This is Orlando on his intro. Here we go. One more time. This is Orlando at the beginning of the podcast. You ready? And this is Orlando. Whoa. Whoa. All that right, was, have a good day. Goodbye. That was spot on. <laughs> he nailed it. <laughs> I, I tried it. I should do like, this is Orlando. Yeah, no? he, he did it better. Yeah, I think he did. But how could he do it better than me? It just Is that even possible? Yeah, I think so. Well, let me just say, do you feel flattered right now? I do. Yeah, I do. They right? say imitation is the greatest form of flattery. I knew uh, we were going to go there. So with if that you call. guys would like to keep calling in and impersonating Orlando, he would love that. Okay, but here's the thing. Here's what's funny. So Ohio, right? Midwest. So here in California, like no one thinks I have an accent. Do you think I have an accent? I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I know you like you do, but everybody kind of does a little bit. Like, I guess. Yeah, I know. But like, I don't have like a Latino accent or whatever. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. See, it's weird because when I was in Wisconsin, everybody thought I did. So mm. they always try to do this like long gated, like when I say the word, like, hey, how's it going? Mm. And, you know, it never bothered me. I just thought it was hilarious because I'd come back to California and everyone's like, what accent? Mm. But I guess it's kind of like, you know, we see people from other countries or whatever and they say like Americans have an accent mm. and we don't even think about it. So. Uh, no, it's true. I remember I worked at a call center um, right out of high school and we opened up like it was a California based call center. And we started taking on clients from the East Coast and from like the Midwest and I remember when they first started to call, they were super excited, like, oh, we're talking to Californians. And they would always ask us, like, do you surf all the time? And, you know, we, I live in San Diego now, but at the time I lived like three hours away <laughs> from from an time? ocean, right? So um, then we just started answering the phone whenever we saw it. it was from back east. We'd always just answer the phone like, yo, what's up, bro? Tubular. And, and they loved it, you know? <laughs> that it's, is so not California. No. That's like, anyways, hey, Daryl, thanks so much for taking the time to give us a call. Really appreciate it. And yeah, that was pretty good. That was good awesome. Yeah. So, all right. So let's talk about how are things going? So Q4 is, I would say it's almost dead, even though it's not Q4 anymore. But yeah, well, it's 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 in the history book, if you think about it. It is. It are is. we talking about 2018 Q4? Yeah, 2018, like, you know, just a few yeah, weeks ago. That's, that's long, that's, it's done. It's it, over. It's, it seemed like it was a long time ago. It does, yeah. See, I don't, I don't feel that. So, I mean, do you feel like sales have died? Uh, not for me. I... This is crazy. I have had a sale or multiple sales every single day of this new year so far. Wow. It's been amazing. It's been really good. I mean, I, I was excited for the whole January speed up thing, which people have talked about, and I, I've definitely am feeling it. Okay, that's um, good. But uh, but yeah, so Q4 was for me. I mean, obviously our stories are a little different because the way we were selling and how mm-hmm. um, you know the, the the type of platforms I'm using. But uh, January's definitely been my best month so far. See, what's weird is that, like, eBay has been terrible for me. Really? It, which is totally Have you unexpected. been listing? Yeah, I was listing. I will say I've gone, like, two or three days without listing. Mm. 
but there was this, you know, this time where I was just listening, listening, listening. So remember last time our update, right? I said I wanted to have 200 new listings. Mm. So I got a little over 100 new listings. Whoa. That's right? pretty legit. Did you have your helper help with that? Is no, that... that was just me. Wow. Now, some of it was items that my helper had already put on Inkfrog. Okay. But some of it was just new stuff that I put up there. But because my helper took a vacation, so she's back. And today I dropped off like, I don't know, like a hundred something pairs of shoes. And then I got more clothing to drop off. And then I, I don't know, I've been caught up in this whole going to uh, the discount stores. You know, that place has yellow tags. Mm. Wait, you guys that do resale out there, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, I hope you know what I'm talking about. So I've been busy there. So, but here's the thing. It's, I just thought I would have a lot more sales. So thank goodness that Amazon is still there. This is why I'm always a fan of not saying, you know, we talked about last episode overreaching, right? Mm. Not having a ton of platforms, but at least having two is definitely helpful. So yeah, that's good. I agree. So would you say you're, you're feeling like it's helping that you've been doing more listing on eBay? Because you've done yeah. a lot too, right? Yeah. I, I don't know the exact number, but um, for a while there we had, you know, death piles that we got through. So uh, we had a goal of like doing 10 every single day, which... Uh, we definitely kept with that goal until we run out of items and then um, just have not been able to source fast enough. Like that's my problem right now is I need to source more. Yeah. And I remember and that's part of the hard things about being part time. Mm. Right. Because you have your full time job. And then yeah, I, I remember those days. So and one of the things I would su- suggest is like and you know this already, like have two days in mind were like Wednesday and Saturdays. Right. Mm. Saturday. And you probably do this already. Wednesday nights. Uh, my kids had like a church thing they went to. So. I drop them off and then I would just go thrifting for like two hours. Mm. And then Saturday mornings, you know, garage sales from, you know, whatever, six in the morning until noon. And that's how I got a ton of my inventory. Yeah, no, that's that's good. I mean, I I need to to source more. I gotta find that time to make it work. Uh, I was really excited to source this weekend and we had rain on Saturday, which, you know, if you don't live in Southern California, a little bit of rain is like weird. It's it's a kind of like a national emergency. Kind of feels like everybody drives like it's you yeah. know the end if they don't you know start driving slow and and there's accidents on the highways and everybody shuts down. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, but no no garage sales obviously, which makes sense. Like I, I wouldn't expect people to do garage sales in the rain, but I saw one today though. Really? Yeah. So see, I wouldn't want to buy any of that stuff recording. though. So I know, but I drove by and I'm like, there's a garage sale, but it was already it was like two in the afternoon, mm-hmm. so I was like, eh, I don't know if it's a worth. Maybe I should have, but I don't know. I just said not to. So how about Poshmark? You wanted to show Poshmark some love. Yeah, um, it we did. I mean, we we we've been sharing, doing some listing, which has been good, and uh, have been getting some more sales on Poshmark. I feel like Poshmark. I'm I'm not 100% sold. I mean, some of you guys do Poshmark more than I do. I'm not 100% sold how much sharing uh, factors into the algorithms that they use. Really. I mean, I'm sure it does to an extent, uh, but it feels a lot like eBay, whereas if you're listing, things seem to be selling, and if you're not listing, they don't. So I almost wonder how much the sharing is is truly helping you and how much it's kind of just fabricated as like, this is what you need to do. I don't know. Maybe so you guys have more experience. So listing is more important than sharing. This is anecdotal from somebody with a very small closet, right? But from my experience, it seems like, when we don't list and do a lot of sharing, we get fewer sales than when we list and maybe don't share quite as much. Interesting. Okay. All right. You know, because, you know, I've, I've been seeing lately a lot of, not a lot, but some of the, like, I would say, not older generation, that's a terrible way to put it, but like, you know how we have this new wave of resellers? 
So before the new wave resellers, I've seen some of their videos and some of them are just saying like people are, are doing too much multiple platforms mm. that like they tried it themselves and they found that in the end it was, it was just good to go back to just eBay and just keep doing the eBay thing. Cause that worked for them. Right. Right. And that's our thing always like whatever works for you and is making you the money, that's what you got to do. So if you stay one platform, that's good. If you stay five, that's good. You know, so I thought that was kind of interesting. I had watched some people over the weekend. I go, hmm, I get that. Because, again, we keep talking about social media. It seems like on social media, the thing to do right now is to be on multiple platforms. Right? Mm -hmm. Would you say? Yeah. I mean, from what I've noticed, it seems like that's that's where most people are at. And, and it seems to be a model that's working for them. So. Yeah, and that's the thing. Again, if it's working, you got to do it. So. All right, so talk to me a little bit about, you know, your death pile. So you're all done with the death piles, then, you said? Yeah, I, we have a handful of clothes uh, still to go through. Uh, we did a little bit of sourcing the last couple of days at some thrift stores. So I'm not going to call it a death pile. It's just new inventory that we've got in because, you know, it hasn't been sitting there for weeks yet. But um, okay. everything except for I still have some VCRs, man. I just I have not had the motivation to. I feel you. I got like 10 of them. Oh. It's like the the whole idea of like setting it up because the pictures, I mean, I want to, I want to make sure it's like I could show it in front of a, a TV, which means I got to like move it in front of my TV. I've got to test them, um, sometimes clean them up, clean them in the inside. And it just, it's not fun, but the man, the return on investment is incredible. Well, that's the thing. See, I'm, I don't sell VCRs on eBay. I sell them on Amazon, but mm. it's, I think it's kind of the same thing. The same amount of time you take pictures and listing. It's the same amount of, time, amount of time I would spend bubble wrapping, mm. right? So I'm not looking forward to taking all those out. Then I got to grab a VHS tape. If I have a dual deck VHS tape and a DVD player, mm. then I got to make sure the remote works. And after that, I got to pack it. I got to label it. And so I, I hear you. Mm. But you're right. I mean, think about it. If you have like 10 dual decks, you technically could have like $1,000 just sitting there that you haven't done anything. Yeah. So, okay. So maybe we should keep each other accountable this next week. What, post VCRs? Yeah. Uh, well, they're selling. I know they're selling. It's just, man, that's work. And I guess I need to uh, be disciplined and do it. Oh, the, the word of the year? Is that what it was? Yeah, it's my word of the year. Okay. Discipline. All right. Okay. It's a good one. All right. Um, And then, you know, I don't know. Do you have certain goals where you want to be, like, as far as listing, like a number goal? Um, More. More? <laughs> just more? Okay. Yeah. Um. Um, who was the, the, the famous billionaire, uh, was it Rockefeller that they asked, um, how much more money do you need? And his response was just a little more, maybe that, that maybe that's my quote of the week. So, um, just a little how, more, just a little more, right? Like, I think that's a good way of putting it. Like my, my ambitious nature says, um, as much as possible. And then a little bit more than that. Okay. So I don't know what that looks like over the course of a year. Um, the 10 listings a day was working really well when I had the inventory. Um, and now we've slowed down. So I think, I think if I can match, find the balance between sourcing enough items and then listing, um, there might come a time when I just have to do like a full day and I can hopefully source like a couple hundred items, you know, maybe not in one day, but mm -hmm. over the, uh, a couple of days. And then that'll keep me busy for, Did you, you know, just say source a couple hundred items over a couple of days. Is that, unrealistic that's awesome no if you could do it do it yeah i mean that's what i want i mean if it doesn't happen i don't it think it's happen, unrealistic but it takes i mean if you want to find quality stuff you know what i mean right so it's definitely doable because um i was listening uh cindy from amazing taste she tries to and she's awesome by the way if you guys haven't been following her she tries to source like 50 items a day whoa 
right? And so I and I don't know if it's seven days a week, but I find that that's that's just tough. It's intense, especially when it's quality items, and then list them all that day. Mm. That's even more intense. Wow. Good so, for you. That's I know, awesome. I know. I wish I could get at that level. That's definitely next level. So so I get it. I have so much stuff right now. Like, I can't even tell you. It, it's driving me crazy. Like, my kitchen right now has probably like three to 400 items just sitting there. Mm. And so I definitely need to get. So my, I have no numerical goals. My goal is to get 156 more items listed by the next time we talk. So 100. 156 and to compensate for. The sales. So I want to get to about 1,500 items in my store. So if I feel like if I get to 1,500 items, it'll be even better. So I don't know. I'm just kind of, I'm kind of concerned a little bit. Like, I don't know what's causing the eBay slowdown these last few days. Yeah, and you're like, what slowdown? <laughs> no, I mean, that's not encouraging for me to hear either. Um, you know. We're just what, being real. Yeah. So what, what, what is it? Specifically, other than just the fact that sales are slow, but like what what is concerning you about? I don't know. I, I'm wondering if like the government's shutdown has something to do with it. I'm wondering if, you know, people like spend a lot and they're trying to, it's just, it's not normal. Now, it could be, this is the thing with eBay. Like you'll see somebody, you'll hear somebody going, oh, it's, I'm, you know, things are slow. And you hear somebody going, I made a bunch of sales, right? So you don't know. Like the other day, somebody contacted me is like, Orlando, the most random stuff is selling. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, me too, right? But that all depends on what random is, too. right? Yeah. Right. So, I don't. I wouldn't be discouraged. I would just say on my end, I'm feeling like a slowdown on eBay in the last week or so in comparison to previous years. Mm. But on your end, it could be picking up. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't be concerned about it. I'm just. For me, it's like, hey, you know what? That just means I need to go out there. I got to list more. I got to. I don't have to source anymore. And I also got to, you know, put a little more emphasis on Amazon because right now that, you know, that's carrying, mm. you know, the finances right now. Nice. So that's where I'm at. Yeah. Multiple platforms working for you. <laughs> All two. All two. All two. Two is multiple. <laughs> two is multiple. All right. G- give me some random stories here. All right. So this one, I, I just thought of it because it happened uh, uh, yesterday. Um, went to a thrift store with my wife and my son. Uh, decided to do a little bit of family sourcing. Okay. And my son is at the the, the coolest age right now. So he's like 14 months old. Yeah, he, he that's a it's, he's it, awesome. It's such a cool age. And he's like just like walking now. And so he's doing like the monkey walk with his arms up in the air and like belly out and almost falling, you know. Um, and it was really funny. I wish I would have got a picture there was or a video of it. At one point when we were in the thrift store, we were letting him walk around and he like started to crawl into like a bucket and was pulling items out. And it kind of just looked like he was hardcore treasure hunting. Like he's like looking for it. I'm like, man, he's already a reseller. But anyway, so I'm walking uh, and my wife is walking with my son holding his hand. It's like, she's got her finger out and he's holding her hand and he's like walking, looking at stuff, pointing at things. And a gentleman that was in the store um, decided to give us some parenting advice. You you realize you always call him gentleman. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm trying to be polite. I, I like I know where this is going. Okay, I, I know where you're gonna go with this, and I I'm already feeling annoyed hearing what you're about to tell. Yeah. Me. So, you guys know what it's like. Everybody's got parenting advice. You know, they're like belly buttons. You know. Yeah, I mean, I would say everyone, but I would say everybody knows someone who knows more than they do. Yeah, it's yeah. Kind of like like reselling. Like everybody always knows more than you do. Right. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. So. This this gentleman proceeded to um, 
provide us with his excellent parenting advice. And, and more than anything, it was just kind of funny. We, we both just like smiled and said, thank you and, and left. And, and we're very confused, but here was his advice. Um, you know, to stop him from touching things around the store or touching stuff you don't want him to touch. Is that a thrift store? Yeah. What? You should, you should get a rolled up piece of newspaper and smack his hand with it. Oh my. And just carry that around. And we, oh I just my. like looked at him. My wife looked at him and was like, thank you, sir. And then continued to, to walk away. And, and so we were both like, a, a rolled up newspaper? Like he wasn't doing anything See, wrong. My son didn't break anything. Just rolled up and just. Yeah, like, do you mind if I practice on you really yeah, quick? Like, what does this look sure like? I want to make sure this is adjusted just right. <laughs> you know, I had the same scenario. Like, I was at a Target. I was doing some RA. And my son, you know, he's a mischievous one at times. I hope I said that right. And he he likes to just knock things off, like the end caps. So he's running, and he started knocking towels off the end caps. And I went over there, and I talked to him about it. And and then this guy, he, he and he was an older gentleman. Mm-hmm. And he was in one of those carts that, you know, he couldn't walk a lot. And he goes, that child is a juvenile delinquent. And I'm like, excuse me, sir. Would you, uh, let, let's rephrase it. Juvenile delinquent? Can you explain to me why? Well, he's out there. I go, hmm. So are there people in prison for knocking down towels off of ink caps? I'd like to know. Please let me know. Yeah. I, I didn't mean to, but it was just one of those, like, drives me crazy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That had to, like... How'd your wife take it? Honestly, like we just thought it was hilarious. Like okay. we were not, we were not offended at all. Like it, it, he didn't, he didn't say anything terrible about our my son. I think if he, he would call him a juvenile delinquent, yeah, no, I think I think I would have been a little more defensive then. But okay. but it was just like the most bizarre advice: roll up a piece of newspaper and just smack him in the hand, <laughs> right? And and I know different people have different ideas on on discipline, but you know that just seems strange. To like walk around in a store. Because that, that's really what he's implying, is that you should just carry one around with you everywhere you go. It's like you pack up, you have like the, the treat bag for the day, and hey, honey, pick up that newspaper, make sure we get our kids disciplined for the day. It's just, it's it's silly. I, you know, I got to tell you, it's, it's so hard because, I don't know, it's kind of like when you're on a plane and the baby's crying, like that used to annoy me. And then once I had kids, I'm like, oh. Okay. I get it. I get it. You know what I mean? It's just, it's tough. And I, and I, I'm all for, you know, like there's restaurants that are no kids allowed. Like I get it because you also want your peace and quiet. Mm. Right. But, uh, man, we could go on and on. If this was like a parenting podcast, we could definitely could talk about this. Maybe that'll be pure hustle podcast after hours. Pure hustle parenting. Pure hustle parenting. (laughs) There you go. All right. We're not going to go there though. Okay. What about you? You got any interesting stories? Mine is more, you know, resale related. Not that yours wasn't. You're in a thrift store. So the context was there. Yeah. Um, couple of things, uh, and this isn't a story. This is more about be careful with your shipping. You know, I've run into this problem lately where I don't know what happened, but like all my department 56 stuff, I had set to like flat rate, medium flat rate shipping. Mm. Okay. Those boxes don't fit medium flat rate. Oh. Right. So I kept getting these <coughs> sales and the first time it was okay. I lost like 10 bucks. The next time I lost 10 bucks mm. and then. I went through it, and for whatever reason, I accidentally, and this is in your business policy, so check your business policies, because I put my business policies to, I forget what item, I I titled it something. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, do you know what I'm talking about, business policies? Um, Vaguely, I don't have that set up, though, now. Okay, so if you go to my eBay and you go to account, uh, eventually you'll get to a link where it's business policies, and you can kind of, like, create these 
different policies for different items. One of them is shipping. And so, for instance, now I created a new one because of this. So I went and I titled the Department 56. And then anything that's Department 56 will go FedEx ground. And I put the dimensions in. Right. So whenever I have a Department 56 item from now on, when I when I check what kind of shipping I'm going to do, I just mm. go to Department 56 and it's good to go. Oh, okay. So I think I had these labeled under like big LOL or something. Mm. It was like on the wrong one. No, big LOL wouldn't fit in there. I had it under something. And so it cost me money. So just be aware there. If, if you don't know what I'm talking about, business policies is really nice because it allows you to streamline mm. like your shipping and your payments and everything. And so then when you want to later on change something, you just go to that business policy. If you want to change your handling time, if you want to change your shipping or the way you do it, you just go to your business policy. Now, did you check, and and maybe you know more about this than I do, but I saw that we had some comments on our YouTube about um, using a service pirate ship. Yep, you... that's, on, that's on our current topic. Oh, nice. Well, I can't wait to talk about that then. No, it, it, it'll be good. Cool. Um, so the other thing I want to... So anyways, that's my shipping thing, all right? So make sure, you know... I would say use business policies. If you mm. haven't gotten in there, get in there because it's kind of nice and streamlined. So Swatch Watches. So this was brand new. And those of you that follow us on Instagram uh, know about this and you've seen me talk about this. And and by the way, just good intro right now. If you're not following us on Instagram, make sure to follow us. We're Pure Soul Podcast on Instagram. On Twitter, we're Pure Soul Cast. On Facebook, we're Pure Soul Podcast. And we also are on YouTube. And if you haven't had a chance, subscribe to us. Like us, hit the little bell button and get notifications and leave some comments, right? We love interacting back and forth with you guys and hearing your thoughts about our videos and so on. We just appreciate it. So thank you all for the support. And you can always email us at purospodcast at gmail.com or give us a call 619-738-1170. All right, so back to swatches. Swatches. So I was able to make uh, this local deal. And I was able to get about nine swatch watches. Do you know what I mean by swatch watches? Yep. Okay, like from the 90s, mm-hmm. they're colorful. There's Some are clear, some are not. I mean, they're like, to me, they, they're like more 80s than 90s, mm. right? It's just because they're so colorful and everything. So I picked up all these swatch watches for $10 along with the swatch, and a swatch bag that they all came in. And none of them were working. Mm. So they were nice watches, and I could sell them, but there's no battery. They're all dead. And so uh, somebody had contacted me via the DMs. I think it's – I want to get their name right. But anyways, while, while I'm talking, I'm going to look it up. But they had contacted me and said, hey, you know, I love Swatch watches. I collect them, you know, just to let you know that you can go to the Swatch store, and they'll replace all the batteries for free, and they'll even clean them up for you. And I was like, wow, are you serious? Like, that's kind of crazy. So shout out to thrifty.like7, who had commented on this, uh, sells on Poshmark and so on, and had told me about this. And so I was like, kind of, you know, hmm, I wonder if this is, you know, doable. And so she had told me, hey, make sure you call the store ahead of time, let them know what's going on. So there's only one Swatch location in Southern California. It's in uh, Costa Mesa. So you know how I do these little road trips up Mm -hmm. to LA. So I called them. And it was like easy. I said, hey, I got these old Swatch watches. Just wondering if, you know, I heard that you guys replace batteries and you clean them up. And they said, yeah, bring them in. No problem. Hmm. Show up the next day, walked in. They're like, oh, these watches are really cool. They're awesome. Uh, You know, and they just put them in, you know, those like trays when you go Uh to jewelry stores. Like they took them like they were like super nice. And 
Sure enough, replace all the batteries, clean them up. One of them, the back of the battery case was missing, but they're like, hey, if you ever find it, here's a battery to replace it in mm. there. And so now I have a I have nine swatch watches that I can sell as fully working. Wow. Good to know. So and some of them I think I'll be able to sell for fifty to hundred, some maybe only like twenty to twenty to fifty, but it it's a nice little home. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's good to know. So if you ever have a swatch watch, or maybe you have somebody that contacted me that they had one that when they were a teenager. And they just kept it and it stopped working and they didn't know what to do. And they said, you know what? I'm going to go to Swatch. Mm. So just something to keep an eye out for. Oh, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, Swatch watches can go for money if you get the right ones. Uh, I'll be, is that your bolo? That's not my bolo either. Man, maybe I should steal that as a bolo. That's good. <laughs> well, if you find them, Swatch watches. go for it. And that's the thing with our bolos, like they're just hard to find bolos yeah. at times. So, yeah. okay. So some current topics. Well, wait, before we get well, to current topics, um, since since we're talking about, you know, Following us on Instagram. Okay. We're up. We got the 5,000 followers. Yeah, I on hope Instagram. so. No, I'm just joking. Yeah, we're at 5,000. 5, that's crazy. So, um, in celebration of the 5,000 um, mark hitting that, uh, we are celebrating with an Instagram giveaway. No, are we? Yeah, we are. Now, um, so for those of you who don't follow, um, our dear friends, sell quick, ship quick, uh, a little while ago, they did this thing where they were talking about the importance of hydration. Yep. Right, drink hydration, some drink some water. Um, it's that's out actually been something that's been pretty near and dear to my heart for a long time. You know, I I don't know if you you know this about me or not, but, but but fitness. There you go, drinking your soda. Not that I'm against soda, you just have to drink water too. Uh, but um, so I've I, you know I've water is is it's so essential. Like a lot of the health problems people have, um, even just feeling bad can be you know. Uh, taking really? care of just by drinking more water. Like water, it, it helps your skin, it helps your energy, like all kinds of things. Uh, so our friends at Sell Quick, Ship Quick, we're kind of encouraging people that while you're hustling, make sure you're hydrating, right? It's mm-hmm. easy sometimes to get, you know, you're out there, you're working too hard, you, you don't even think about drinking at times, uh, and that actually slows you down and can can hurt your hustle. So uh, in in kind of honor of that, we are doing a hustle hydration pack giveaway, yeah. Pure hustle hydration. Pure hustle hydration. So what we're doing is, um, have you ever used a hydro flask? I can't say I have. Oh man. Okay. So I was not a believer for a long time about hydro flasks. I always just think like, oh, you know, any knockoff brand. Would they're be, like expensive, aren't they? They're very expensive. Well, they're they're quality. That's the way I like to think about it. So they they cost they cost money, but okay. they're quality. And so. People used to say, your water will stay cold forever, and I, I never believed it. But it is true. You can take cold water, even without ice in it, put it in the, the hydro flask, leave it in your hot car. Obviously, if there's ice, it's better. But leave it in your hot car for hours and hours. Go back out and open it. Still ice cold. Like, it is. they're truly incredible. They're super durable. Okay. They're, they're the best. So uh, what we are doing is we are giving away a hydro flask along with a Pure Hustle podcast shirt. Uh, all of the information is on our Instagram on how to be entered to win the Hustle wow. Hydration giveaway. Uh, so make sure to check us out on Instagram if you're not following us already. Um, and then, you know, if you want to be entered to win that, make sure to, to check out our feed. You'll see the Hustle Hydration giveaway. And there'll be an outline of how to go about it. Yep, how to right, get to entered into it. Yep. And so this is this is over a $50 value. Nice. And how many of these are we doing? Uh, we're doing one one uh, one shirt and a hydro pack to start with. So we're going to do okay. one hydro and one shirt and uh, see how that goes and see how it's received. And, and we'll go from there because we want you to stay hydrated while you're hustling. True. And, and we love giving away our shirts. Yep. Speaking of shirts, 
Yeah, I'm wearing the nice one. What, what are you wearing? Wait, wait, wait. the nice one. Uh, that might have been loaded, huh? Uh, that was loaded. So our question is, and we'll put this on our IG, is like, which shirt do you think is, is a better shirt? Is it Mike's kind of, I don't know, like kind of like not in your face kind of design? Yeah, like right? a typical like logo's nice over it's like, the. I'm part of Pure Hustle podcast. Yeah, and then and then or like the, what what about this? Like now I'm not saying you gotta look at me at you know don't worry about that I'm wearing it, but it, which <laughs> which is it should be close to the mic, right? Yeah. Sorry. So if those of you listening to the podcast right now, we're looking at each other's shirts. So do you prefer the big logo, the original design, of which Pure takes Hustle up podcast? the entire front of the shirt, is our logo with the words Pure Hustle Podcast, like on the belly. Um, or the no, one that no, has no, no, no. It's, it, that that's all me. Like if you're yoked, it, it looks. It's it looks still gonna. Me. It's still gonna be. You know, your right, diaphragm anyways, area. The right bigger, here. the wow. bigger, the hey, we are pure hustlers shirt. Yeah. All right. So uh, I think we need to stand up and show like the you shirts that people can. Yeah. We're gonna. Okay. So all right. So there we go. So Front. what do you prefer more? Do you prefer? Wait, I'm not even. We don't have a bag in ours, so yeah, mine has. See, okay. Anyways, all right. This is kind of getting awkward now. We should go. All right, thanks, Mike. Appreciate. Do you guys know that Mike did bodybuilding back in the day? Just don't oh, that's he, not true. He was going back was, to his poses. I was. Let's not go there. I just had right. to throw it out there. No, thank you. All right, anyways. You know, you're a fit guy. That's good. You're also podcast. Yeah. yeah, I can't do that. Anyways, so we'd like to leave the comments. Hey, what shirt do you prefer more? Do you prefer the old school, like, hey, we're Peter Hustle kind of shirts or the, hey, I'm ready for my business for Pure Hustle? No, this is not business. This is classy. Uh, well, are you, so if that's classy, this is trashy. Is that what you're saying? Uh, I'm not saying that. Oh, but like, But like if you're going to go to like a punk rock band... And what? like they have like the like, like how like did we concert. go to punk rock band? Because I used to go to like I used to go to like the 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 crazy heavy metal concerts, and all of their shirts would be the entire front of the shirt would be like the album cover. I kind of feel like that's uh... <laughs> all right. Anyways, let us know in the comments. We'll also put this in IG. We're putting one of our IG stories because we're trying to know. You know, if if we get like split and people are like, "Hey, we like both shirts," yeah, maybe we offer both. But on this giveaway, we're doing that design. Yeah, the new one. The new or oh, the new one. I'm glad he didn't say new and improved. Well, they they can infer that, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't know. All right, anyways. Okay, get back to our topics. So this it's been interesting. Have you listed anything brand new, like in eBay, like under the new catalog? Mm-mm. So it's been weird. So we've talked about the eBay chain. It's been here for a little while, but I haven't sold like brand new electronics in a while. So it's been kind of interesting because I listed like some Beats headphones. I listed like a Sony Walkman. I listed a few other items. And I noticed like if I did the catalog, I could only do the stock photo that was on there. And then when you looked up the item, it was just like my it, my 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 listing outside of the keywords, it looked the same like everybody's everybody else's. Mm. It's just kind of interesting. Yeah, I haven't I haven't experienced it yet, but uh sure I will. It's more Amazon. So I'm wondering, you know, how that's gonna affect things. Cause the nice thing before with eBay in comparison to Amazon is that you had a lot more that you could offer people to make your sale. Mm. Right? Like you could, you know, you could have better photos, you could have, you know, um more detail if you wanted, and so on. And you still have those options. Like on your listing, if it says top rated seller, free returns, free returns, by the way, free shipping. 
I'm just looking at Mike because you know I do free things. shipping. You do free shipping, and uh, and other people don't. By the way, if you don't, that's all good. Like I hear people do awesome with with charging shipping still. So, so anyways, they you have all these different avenues to get better sales. So it just it was kind of interesting seeing that. So. Yeah, that's cool. Not not that big of a topic. All right, eBay coupon. Did you use your eBay coupon yet? No. Do you know what I'm talking about? Is that for like the you get if you got a store you get yeah. Yeah, I I haven't even thought to check yet. Did you use last quarters? Um, I, technically, I I think I signed up too late to actually get one for the quarter. No, they give you one automatically. Really? Yeah. Is it like expired? Well, yeah. From last quarter, they don't roll over. No, they're not rollover coupons. No, I'm sorry. Oh man. Oh well. Well, here's the thing. It's it, you know, eBay. I don't know why it's so hard to find. Like, there's actually somebody created a site. Like, how do I find my eBay coupon? It, uh, eBay is, I don't. What? Maybe no, we love eBay. I love eBay too, but it, maybe you're used to you're used to using the the computer version of it. And you've done it so long that it seems like it's second nature to you. But the platform is not very intuitive once you start getting into all of the like the mobile. No, no, the mobile is very intuitive. Except you can't send invoices. Right. The desktop version, though, when like, if I, if, like, I have a hard time finding my store sometimes. Like, how do I find like my actual, not, not like my listed items, but like my technical store? You like, just Google it and you can't find it? No, no, no. I'm not saying Google it. I'm saying like, I'm on eBay. And yeah. then I'm like, because there's like a my eBay and then there's like your profile and then there's this, but then you got to go to Seller Central. But oh, I no, no. I get that. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's like, you have to click on like 13 things to find something. And yeah. if you didn't remember the right order and you get into like the different place and you're like, oh, you get no. into these places that you're like, what is this? Like, yeah. I have no idea what this is. Not It looks super like it's easy. 1984 yeah. or something. Yeah, they need to, they need to update, I think, to like the more sleek, minimalist look. Yeah. Well, you always hear like the less clicks, the better. Yeah. Right. Because I remember when I was working at a school, like when I was part of the, <laughs> it sounds weird. I was part of the website design team and we always made it that everything had to be one click away. Like, if it wasn't one click away, like, it was too much. Yep. Right? But it's interesting. So the the reason I say this is, you know, if you haven't looked for your coupon, you know, find your coupon. And what's really What do you weird, suggest we buy with it? Oh, that's what I was going to talk about next. That's a hard one. You know, I still, here's what's funny. I still have my eBay hack tape. I still do. Have you used up the rolls I gave you? Um, I'm still working on one of the mini rolls you gave me. See, I'm wondering if it's worth buying the tape. Here's what I do with the tape. Um, and I know you do it differently. Like you actually seal boxes with the tape. I seal boxes with regular clear tape because it's it's cheaper, right? And then I use the eBay tape as decoration to say, hey, this Amazon box that you're getting is actually eBay. So I only do like one strip on wow. each. So it's it's more of a decorative piece on my boxes rather than yeah, a functional piece. How about with Poshmark? Poshmark, everything goes in very, very, very cute poly bags. Now, have you heard about, and uh, you send things priority, have you heard that it's better than use priority USPS stuff. Like you put the, the cute poly bag mm -hmm. in a priority envelope. Yeah. Yeah. No, I have heard that. And I think part of that is the, the, the workers at USPS give priority to the priority. Um, what are they called? The packages, right? Correct. I think that was, that was, uh, so quick ship quick. I yep. mentioned that to yep. us. So again, thank you guys. Um, Good, good <laughs> talk about them a lot, but they, they're well. It's because is because uh, Tiffany used to work in the post office, mm. so she so they're the inside scoop. Yeah, it's, which is a big deal. Like, so if you're doing Poshmark, I know the packages look really nice, but you know, if you want your stuff really taken care of, I guess you put in the priority whatever it is, the padded envelope mm. or the flat rate box, and 
it, they'll take better care of it or they'll make sure it goes out there. I haven't had any issues anyways, but, you know, you never know. Mm. So as far as the store, you know, it's weird. And if somebody knows what's happened, there used to be this box that I used to love that I used to get all the time, the 12 by 10 by 8 box. That was like an incredible box. Mm. Like I strongly recommend that box, but it's not there. On uh, on eBay anymore? On their shipping supply. I, I don't know what happened. I know some things like sell out and then mm. they're gone, but this has been gone. Like I've tried the last three quarters to buy it and it's just gone. Mm. But I do like the 10 by 8 by 6. I'm going to write that down real quick. And the reason I like the 10 by 8 by 6 is kind of tied into pirate ship, which I'm going to talk about pirate shipping in a little bit. It's pirate ship, actually. But I'm going to talk about it because the 10 by 8 by 6. Wait, you got a pirate ship? No, I don't know. I might have one to resell, like a small one, but I don't have a pirate ship. So, What would you name your pirate ship? What? Are we really going here? I, I don't know. The Pure Hustle something. I like it. Just because... We need, we need to keep it real and relevant and real and reselling. All right. So let, let's get, let's get into pirate ship a little bit as we're talking about this. So pirateship.com. And I take no credit for knowing anything about this. This actually, I heard this from the college picker. Okay. So he was very big on this and this is what pirate ship is. And a lot of you, thank you. Those of you that commented on our last video, uh, letting us know, like, hey, Orlando, <laughs> you're losing money. You know, you should do this. And, and I appreciate that because, you know, we're a business. Yeah. So, so pirate ship, what they allow you to do is they allow, to, allow you to use priority cubic shipping. So your shipping is based on the size of the box, not the weight. Okay. Okay. But there's a few things tied into that. Uh, it's It can only be so big. And it could only weigh so much. Okay. Right. So I think it, and don't give me, you know, don't 100% quote me. You could, we could all research it, but I think it can't be over 20 pounds and it can't be like a massive box. Okay. But the box that really works well with it, I, from what I'm hearing from multiple sources, is the 10 by 8 by 6. Okay. Right. So, you know, because you always have these awkward like items that like they could fit in a flat rate, mm. but it may be cheaper to put in a 10 by 8 by 6. Right. Or I also I saw like one of the boxes I like to use from the eBay supplies for shoes, especially when I sell shoes in California, because and I know I'm going to be changing this. But what I always sell shoes in is a medium flat rate box. Mm. Right. Because it's easy. Like, I don't got to think about it. Remember, you talk about the anxiety right. you get. Right. It's just easy. Well, people have commented that if you do pirate ship, it's even better. So one of the boxes I use is 12 by 6 by 6. Because most of my shoes aren't over size 11. Right. Right? So it's easy. I just put them in there. And especially in California, I end up saving money. Hmm. But if you use Pirate Ship, right, it'll save you even more money. Have you had a chance to use it yet? I have not. So you just kind of looked at some of the rates. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to use it yet either, but uh, I'm really excited to... I'm just bringing this up as a current topic. Yeah. It's what people have been using. And Well, I think the best thing to do is the next time we go to ship something um, and you got an extra minute or two is... See what the cost is buying it through eBay. See what the cost is through Pirate Ship, which is a free program. So you really have nothing to lose signing up for it and at least seeing like this is what it's going to cost me to send the item. And we're not sponsored by Pirate Ship, by the way. No, but but you hey, can if Pirate you want Ship, Pirate yeah, Ship if, you, if you're listening. Yeah, please sponsor us. Hashtag Pirate Ship. Um, we will sponsor you, or you can sponsor we'll us. Wear, we'll, we'll, we'll talk wear about eye you. patches. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> we'll name our pirate ship after you. All right. Anyways, okay. So, and I just wanted to bring this up just because I really was thankful for the people that 
you know, were real with us in the last comments in the YouTube video, like saying, hey, check out Pirate Ship. Because, you know, on a small scale, you're like, oh, you know, it's just a couple bucks. I don't have to deal with it. But on a bigger scale, if you have, you know, 200 transactions that you could have saved $2 on yep. or $4 on or whatever, I mean, we're talking about serious money. Yep. That's 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 bottom line. So That's all that matters, right? Bottom line. Bottom line. So anyways, check out Pirate Ship. I'm going to start using it. I'm hoping some eBay sales kick in that I have to use it with. Yeah. <laughs> and then we can go down that road. Okay, so that's kind of one of some of the things, you know, I like I like the boxes. And I know a lot of people, you know, like going to dumpsters or you like going to Walmart. The reason I buy the boxes is because of the time I save. Like I don't the boxes, you know, I have the eight by six by fours, which like I can sell cologne in, I can sell ties in. Um, I can, so I can ship ties in, I can ship smaller items. The 12 by six by six work well for shoes for me. Uh, the 10 by eight by six, it's kind of like anything that fits in there. You can use pirate ship with and other items. So if you have any ideas, let us know in the comments, like what are your preferred eBay items? We'd love to hear. So you got any questions? I don't. Do you have any questions? I don't know. I, you know what? The one thing I do like, I like the air jackets that are in there. I think, I don't know how big they are, but the biggest air jacket they have, they're like the padded envelopes, but they're, you know, they're mm-hmm. not poly mailers, they're air jackets. Mm-hmm. So they're bubble wrap bubble. inside. And uh, they're just nice. I mean, you get a hundred for, I can't remember, 40 or 50 bucks. Mm. And I, so I put all my clothes in there because I, I don't worry about anything getting snagged. Yeah. You know? true. And hey, maybe let us know in the comments or, or, you know, send us something on, on Instagram. Let us know what you spend your your coupon on like what are the number one items you purchase from ebay for shipping uh, what do you find the most useful because maybe there's something we're missing that you know we could be using yeah i mean there's some things on there like i'm like eh, i don't know like i don't know i'm not gonna say which ones but there are some that are more like decorative pieces mm. so i'm not do you do thank you cards by the way only on posh oh yeah is that like a posh thing yeah it's very the 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 culture of posh when you're when when you're a customer buying something on posh, um, kind of the expectation is you feel like you're shopping at a boutique. You feel like you're, and I don't mean like you know the the boutique is the bad word when it comes to like Goodwill, but like you feel like you're shopping at like a a, a little high end shop where you're getting cute outfits that you wouldn't be able to get other places. And so yeah, you want to kind of have it, the packaging's a little better than no. And, and let me tell you, I got a pair of, of shoes um, off of Poshmark for myself. I bought some pants off Poshmark too. And when they come in like really neat packaging and like there's like a little thank you card, like it does kind of feel cool opening it. It's not just like huh. open an item and you chuck the box. It's kind of like, oh, this is really nice. And it feels like Christmas when you're opening it instead of just like, let me get my item. Really? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Cool, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it would be received well on eBay or if it would be a waste of time, but. Well, some people use it. I mean, some people do. Some people use it like, hey, you know, we'll appreciate some positive feedback. Mm. And if there's ever a problem, contact us. Mm. Right. So it's a way to avoid negative feedback. So oh, like, negative feedback. Did I, did I, I'm, I'm sure you've got a million negative feedback stories, but I've had quite a few um, threats for negative feedback out of nowhere from customers. Okay, give me, give me one. I'd like to hear one. <clears throat> so we got one. Not that I, I'm cheering you on. I just want to see what we, happened. Okay, here's one that, that stands out to me that happened the other day. We sold a pair of ski boots, which we were excited to sell, okay. um, which not only had the measurement on the of the the boot size, but also like the actual measurements of the boot, like okay. American, uh, European measurements, how many centimeters, like all of it was in there. 
So we send these boots, the person buys it, and then we get a message back. And the message reads something to this effect. Um, Hello, I purchased these boots from you and I cannot get my foot to fit inside of it. I would like to let you keep your 100% feedback. I see that you don't accept free returns. Um, You need to take this back or I will be leaving negative feedback. Okay, well, the... The shoe doesn't fit you. Do you. Like you don't know your size, right? Like it's not. There was nothing wrong with it. It wasn't defective. But I think what bugged me the most was the start with the threat. Like I would like to let you keep your hundred percent positive feedback. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, thank you so much for wanting to let me keep my hundred percent positive feedback for selling items exactly as they're described, right? Like, yeah, no, that I. And it's kind of interesting because most eBay buyers are not like that. No, no, they're not. No, but right? when you so get when you that, get it's one, like, yeah, oh. oh, it kills you. So, a couple of things I would say. One is, and some people call it this, it sounds like feedback extortion. Mm. Like if you don't yeah, do this. They're holding I'll it over me. your head. Yep. So it's great that they message you that because if they do, you just call eBay and mm. say, you know, this person threatened me with feedback extortion if I didn't allow for a free, right? They wanted a free return. It sounds yep. like it, yep. which in your policy was very clear, like you don't have free returns. Right. So the, eBay will take care of that for you, right? It's called feedback extortion. Mm. You know, it happens all the time. Like I've had people say, well, I'd like a partial refund instead of sending it back because it's too much of a hassle. And if you don't give me a partial refund, well, you know, I want to make sure you keep your 100% negative, I mean, 100% positive feedback. And I go, no, you know, I'm willing to give you a partial, but, you know, you need to send it back to me, you know, whatever, whatever the scenario is. That's not the best case I just Mm -hmm. gave you. But here's the second thing I will say. And this is, I'm taking this from Scavenger Life, so I'm just going to attribute it to them because I, I love it. It's called the silent treatment. And so what they say, and I've done this, I do it all the time. If somebody is angry at me like that, mm-hmm. I just I just message back and I say, hey, thank you so much. I'm sorry, you know, whatever, blah, 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 didn't work out. You're welcome to return it for, for a full refund. That's it. Mm-hmm. And you go silent. You've said everything you've had to say, mm-hmm. and you've been very clear, like, hey, I'll give you a refund. You can return it, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And if they keep coming at you, unless they are for some reason trying to work out, like they're trying to say, hey, I don't know how to do this return, mm-hmm. then you can send them the link about how to start a return on eBay. But outside of that, that's it. Like, does that make sense to you? Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, because any anything you say after that, you know, you just put yourself yeah, in a worst case the worst case scenario. You have the right to remain silent, right? Plead the fifth. <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, you shouldn't say anything unless you have to. The more you say, the more you potentially. And you that was your quote of the week a couple of weeks ago, right? Which one? Don't say anything. Like, say nothing. I think don't so. Don't put it in writing. That was what it was. Don't, don't put, put it, it in writing. writing. No, it's nefarious. But... Don't put it in writing. <laughs> oh, I remember. Was, we're talking about policies and mm-hmm. stuff. Okay. So, so how did it end up? What happened? Um, yeah, we 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 told them like I did the you know overly nice and you know so sorry it didn't fit. I hope you find one that does fit. See, I want I don't you even say it doesn't it. fit. I just say I'm sorry it didn't work out. Okay. Well, I mean, just, I I wanted to make it clear that like I'm I'm sorry that the size ten boot that I sold you that that is a size ten boot doesn't fit your bigger than size ten foot. No, the only, um, <laughs> but I, I don't I get it. The only reason I say that is. The less you say that it was your fault at all, you know, don't put it in writing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there you go. So, but anyway, so I told them, um, yeah, we'll, we will give you a full refund on the item, but you will have to cover shipping, sending it back to us. Okay. Yep. So, I mean, did, did they return it? 
Um, yeah, they, well, we haven't gotten it back yet, but they, they supposedly had the five days passed. Um, I don't know if it goes five business days, you can call eBay and they'll close the return. What about this? Um, here's one and they haven't started well, the change. So if that's changed, let me know. But that's what I've been doing. Like if it's after five days, they have five days to return it Five business days. Mm. And they, they usually tell you on the return kind of details. Like it has to be shipped by this time. Mm. Here's one that I'm a little heartbroken over. So remember, I know you were you were watching the sale. So I, I bought a giant box of um, of dishes, holiday dishes. Some were spoiled, oh, some were man. another one, right? Is this the big sale? The big one. So I've sold, I already had made my money back plus some selling off pieces of, of spode. Um, and there was this other brand that wasn't spode, but I sold a big tea set um, and it was over $100 for the sale. And I packaged it so well. Like I know 100%. This this item could have you know gone through earthquakes and it would have been fine, right? Like yeah. it gets there, the person responds and says that one of the pieces was broken or like two of the pieces were broken and it's unacceptable for the price they paid and they want um, a replacement item. They want it replaced and it's like, well, I don't have any more, I can't replace it, but I'll, I'll refund you. Uh, but please send us pictures of the broken item. Yeah, right. And um, they never responded. And then so we were, we, we sent one more and, and maybe we didn't need to. Like two days later, like we right said. Right there, you should have gone silent. Yeah. Well, now I know. But like a couple of days later, it's like, hey, um, just wanted to follow up. You know, if you if you could please send us the pictures of the broken items, we'd like to, you know, be able to report to UPS or whatever we said. Um, they still haven't said anything back. So like at what point, because they also threatened negative feedback if we didn't offer a replacement item. At what point? Can they like no longer like do a return or a refund? Like, well, have they did they start the return process? No, they never. They 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 have gone complete. They've they're the ones that have gone silent. Well, they have until that open that window. So it depends what return window you have. Do you have thirty days? Do you have ninety days? I don't have any returns. You have no returns. Yeah. And there's that's it. But but in order to say like if they leave me negative feedback. And I want to be able to tell eBay, like, hey, I've tried to work with them. We even sent a reminder, like, we would like to refund you. Please send the picture and we'll start the refund. The hard part is, you know, you you said no returns, right? But then mm. at the same time, this got damaged. Right. So now, we're going to take the return. No, it was, uh, it was UPS. Okay. So that's a hard one, too. Okay. So you did everything you can. I mean, there's only so much you can do. Right. And, and I... You just got to, you know, you're, you're apologetic. It should have broke. We don't know why it's broken. And they haven't sent you any pictures yet. They haven't sent any pictures, no. All right. How long has it been? We're going on like, I don't know, like seven days of us saying, could you please send us pictures? And they haven't responded to anything. I mean, they haven't left negative feedback yet, which is a good sign. But I don't want like a month down the road to all of a sudden have a random negative feedback show up. Well, I don't, and I, I'm not trying to speak for eBay. I just, in that scenario, it, it's it's hard because... One is, you know, they can say, well, this was sent damaged already. Yeah, and I'm, I would, right? I'll gladly refund them. But you already have pictures showing that they weren't damaged when you sent them, right? So the way I would handle it is if for any reason you get negative feedback, I would call eBay and just, hey, you know, just let you guys know we did everything to make this right. Unfortunately, it was mishandled over UPS. You know, I would actually, when they send the pictures, and maybe you need a message. <laughs> Did you ask him to send you pictures of the shipping, like how the box looked and everything? No, I didn't ask. Okay, so that. that's helpful too. So if something gets damaged, it's always good to have pictures of what things were shipped in. Mm. 
right? If you want to make a claim, because sometimes UPS, not UPS, USPS will want pictures of like the packaging. So like before you send packages out, take pictures. Well, of I've done that before. No, <laughs> like I have. Expensive item. Like if it's an expensive item or a fragile item or like one time I had like 14 items that sold in one bundle. Mm. I took a picture of every item. I did a video of me putting it in the box in case that person ever said I didn't get one of these items. Mm. But I would say now you just got to wait. Right. And if they contact you again and, you know, you just there's nothing more for you to say. Mm. Like they may they may ask for a refund right now without getting the item back. And then you got to decide, like, is the hundred, I don't know how much. You, yeah, I'm, I'm more, if, if, if there's broken items, I don't want them to return it to me. I'm just going to give them their money back. It's, it's, that's easiest for me. Like, I'm not going to resell yeah, it. I, but I would wait for the pictures. Yeah, I want, well, we're going to wait for the pictures for sure. So I don't know. I'm just hoping, fingers crossed that, that eBay will, um, will side with me if there is an issue. And, and, and the only reason I'm a little hesitant with this, and I didn't bring this up with you before, I, I think I told you. I have not told you this story. You might be interested to hear it. Okay. Okay. So we haven't even got into hustle of the week. It's all good. That's though. all right. It's We're only story an hour time. into this. Um, Mike in Orlando, pure hustle story time. Um, I, oh, I should go grab my phone so I can get this exactly right. I can't remember what item it was. What was the? Um. Okay. So I remember what it was. So we wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors for this episode. I sold a bow, or not a bows, a um, just a base like a subwoofer uh, for a surround sound. Yeah. Okay. So I sell this surround sound subwoofer, and I offered the person a deal. Uh, they were really excited about getting it at the price they got it for. So I sent it to them. They opened up a case because it never got to them. I, I told you that part, mm-hmm. right? I think we talked about it on the episode. So it never got to them. Um, so but the tracking showed that the it got tracking it. showed it was delivered. Okay. okay, so they opened up a case. We did the whole thing um, with like we worked with them. They were super nice to us, and all of a sudden, when they left us negative feedback, it was their whole story changed, and it was all our fault. Even though we had multiple messages from them saying like, "We know this isn't your fault," you know, this like well, it should. It happens. So, so anyways, they opened a case against us with eBay for us to refund the item, right? And um eBay was looking through it. We're like, oh, this is no problem. And we even contacted UPS. UPS sent us all the confirmation saying that they had yeah. eBay sided with the customer uh, with the customer. Really? So we immediately were like, no, this is not right, right? So we s- opened up a counterclaim. Within like 15 minutes of opening up the counterclaim, they reversed their decision, but they had already refunded him from our PayPal. They're like, we have de- we have cited. I just with wonder him. if eBay was just trying to see if you'd notice. I don't. I, I That's mean, so strange. Yeah, they cited they cited with the customer, and then we sent the counterclaim. And I think I think they messed up. Like I think once they reviewed all the information, they were like, oh, we messed up. We need to make this right. So they removed the negative feedback and they reversed. They paid us back into our PayPal. So I don't know if they like let the customer keep money too, if they just ate the cost of that, or if they told the customer like, congratulations, here's your refund. Oops, we messed up. We're taking your refund no, back. EBay will, no, no, eBay will pay, pay out both parties. Really? They just, they'll eat the cost on that? They'll eat the cost of it. Because yeah. in, in, in the end, it's you always, eBay, and I agree, you always want buyers to have a positive experience because you don't want them ever to go, I'm not going to buy on eBay anymore. Right. Right? Because every, every buyer is potentially a lifetime buyer if they get, you know, good items. But man, that feeling of like they sided with the customer. The injustice? It was so wrong. Okay, all right, I'll share one more story related to it. But before I do, so with the first scenario, you just to recap, just wait. And then if silent treatment. Silent treatment. And then if they 
ask for it again. Say, hey, I would love to, but if you, I need you to send me the pictures, and don't say it because you need it for for you know, the only reason I would say you would tell them that you need it for is I need the pictures to be able to make a claim with UPS. So could right. you please take a picture of the items and the shipping items that were available? And then when they send you the pictures, I would just, I don't know. I'm more of like, it's the cost of doing business and just refund them yeah. and move on. Yeah, no, because, I'm totally fine with that. But if they do leave you negative feedback, then you can call eBay and say, hey, eBay, you know, I did everything. I offered the return. I even refunded them the money. Most likely eBay will remove the negative feedback. So... All right. This one's a crazy one. So this is my first year I sold this shirt to. This was before, I want to say it was before global shipping or right around that time. Some guy in Germany. I sold a shirt that was a short sleeve shirt. I had pictures of it being short sleeve shirts. Okay. I I can already kind of tell where this is going. Sounds crazy. And so on my listing, I didn't say short sleeve shirt. I just said, you know, I use keywords for the shirt, what the size was, and so on. And then that's it. So I got a negative feedback and INED, so item not as described, for the shirt not being a long sleeve shirt. Oh, jeez. And I'm like, what? So I contacted... Oh, and it wasn't negative feedback. It was an INAD, but it was a negative feedback. Mm. So, oh, okay. Those of you that have been reselling for a while, remember the days of defects? Remember when eBay used to give you defects that counted against you? Okay, you probably don't remember this, but there was a certain point in time that you had to hit a certain number, and if you had certain defects, like you could lose your top-rated seller. So they weren't even negative feedback. So people could leave you positive feedback, but they could leave you a defect. Mm. And this like rating scale. Hmm. So, you know, this was a big deal. So the person left me an INAD defect. So I contact eBay and I'm like, hey, listen, there were pictures that the shirt was a short sleeve shirt. eBay said, you didn't put it in your description or in the listing that it was a long sleeve. No, wait, that it was a short sleeve shirt. You didn't, the person was expecting a long sleeve shirt. I'm like, wait, 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 my picture showed a short sleeve shirt. That's crazy. I'm sorry. And and I called like two or three reps and they didn't remove the defect. It sat there. That's crazy. Now, luckily eBay within that, I think within a few months, it got rid of the defect system because, man, you guys remember, if you remember that, put in the comments because that was, that was disastrous. Like, I'm so glad they got rid Because now eBay is very good about letting the buyer and the seller handle things without getting eBay involved. Yeah, which is kind of how it probably should be. I know. And, and obviously eBay figured that out and they solved that. But so I, I feel you. Like, I got that injustice because oh, there's nothing. Kind of like my, oh, okay, we're going to keep going on. Should we keep going on or end it here? Just one more and then move on. <laughs> This is a this is one of our random story segments is just uh, dealing with negative feedback and weird customer situations. Okay, so something to be aware about on Amazon is Amazon isn't as forgiving as eBay. Mm. So this toy sold. I put this in IG. You saw this in the story very very briefly. And on Christmas Eve, this poor child opened up their gift, and it wasn't the right item that the person ordered from FBA. 
is it a mistake you made? No. And it was it was an item I actually had a label on there. It wasn't like a co-mingled item. It was the right item. And so this person left me negative feedback and said the item was the wrong item was shipped out. It was a terrible Christmas Eve, blah, 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 blah. So I contact Amazon. I'm like, I, well, first I tried to do the auto like negative mm. feedback removal because I thought it was Amazon's fault. Like they right. picked up the wrong item and sent it out. And so it didn't do it. Mm. So then I open a case. And then Amazon writes back to me and says, well, there's no more of those items in your inventory. So we have nowhere, no way of comparing. So we're going to have to side with the buyer. What? That's exactly. So right now I have one negative feedback and then I try to do a counter case. Uh-huh. You're not allowed to. Oh, geez. So well, those of you yeah, that did Amazon, it, I'm telling you like, and I, and I, and so then they said, well, we suggest you contact the buyer. And mm. I'm like, I wrote back, I didn't write in this way, but it was kind of like, do you really want me to rub more salt into the wound? Mm. Hey, hey, by the way, sorry, you got the wrong item, but could you please remove that negative feedback? Now, I wrote it in a very nice business-like way. Heard nothing. Hmm. Now, they did get their refund. So I'm going to pursue it more because I think it's complete nonsense. Like, why? I mean, what does it hurt e- What does it hurt Amazon to remove that feedback? Yeah. Right? If I've had 100% for years, what's going to hurt Amazon? Anyways. Are we ranting? Yeah, this is this is the Pure Hustle podcast rant. I think we're going from real to rant, so we need to. No, this is we real. need to get back. This is real. This is real. Okay. Anyways, be careful about negative feedback. That's right. All right, but we got some exciting news. Let's hear it. What's this exciting news? Your thrift store, like your video. Oh, yeah. We just dropped it on on YouTube a few days ago. If you haven't yeah. watched it, we have a new thrift store. And I think you changed the title. You made it kind of like, uh, when's the right time to go to a thrift store? Yeah. I think that's a good title. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously you don't get grand openings and reopenings every day, but, uh, but man, when you can get to one. It's huge. It's fire. It really is. Is that, is that, the, am I using that in the correct term? Yeah. It's fire. <laughs> yeah. I'm the old guy. I don't know how to say those things, right? Gotta make sure I'm cool. There you go. So like our TikToks that we've been doing. Yeah. TikTok. TikTok. Anyways, if you if you follow us on Instagram, you'll know what we're talking about. Yeah, hit or miss. This has been Mike's thing. I didn't even know. Well, I knew about TikTok, but I didn't know it was like the thing. Yeah. Well. So anyways, okay. It's a great video. This is why. It is so true. When new thrift stores open, they throw everything they can at that store. Yeah. It's like, I, I kind of want to say, I don't want to say it's like a, a casino, but it's kind of like a casino. And I feel like they let you win a little bit to get you hooked. I feel like the thrift stores do the same thing because they, especially if it's a big chain thrift store, right? So we're talking like Salvation Army, Goodwill, Amvets, the, the things that are like a lot of places have them, mm-hmm. right? If they're reopening these, from what I've gathered is a lot of these stores are getting items from, it gets, when you donate items, it goes to like a central warehouse and then it's distributed from there a lot of times. And so if that's the case, um, that warehouse or that organization is going to send their best items to the new store. Right? Yeah, like they do. They just fill it to the brim with their very best items, which might mean during the process of uh, a new Salvation Army or Goodwill or something opening up in your area, the other ones in the area might not be getting as good of stuff. So maybe there's a, a negative to that too. No, I, I think I think the other stores are still getting items, 
but I've done it. I've gone to, I think, two Goodwills right when they open. Best sourcing mm. experience I've ever had. I'm, I mean, I'm talking about, you know, I go in there and they have like Ellen Edmonds and Danner Boots and Harley. Mm. And everything you want for eBay is like there. Mm. And so if you ever have a, you know, did you call it a soft opening? Yeah, it was a soft opening. Right? Like it wasn't the cute grand op- reopening, but it was the first time since the remodel. Yep. Like go to that thrift store. Yep. Like whatever you're doing, whatever routes you're planning, you go there first. Yeah, call out of work if you've got a full-time job. And I would say go know. there for two weeks, like every other day, because they're going to keep filling that store because mm. they want people coming back. Like, it's that hook. Well, it's you went that you day, in. and the next day, did you see my haul from the next day? It wasn't as great, right? No, it was awesome. Oh, it wasn't? So I don't know if you missed on this haul, but I went to the same store, and they had, do you know Reef? Reef shoes. Yeah. That vintage from the 90s, new box, dead stock, Reef shoes. In nice. Like, I picked up, like, uh, I want to say 10 or 15 pairs. Wow. 10 or 15 pairs? Yeah, for 15 each. Whoa. So, I'm telling you, they just kept filling. Now, I did find out that other Salvos in San Diego. So, that night, I drove to every single Salvation Army and picked up every single pair I could. Nice. So, that that's not my hustle of the week, though. Are, is that like your way of bragging that you've got like intense hustles? Like no, you've I'm, got so no, many hustles no, no, no. that even even my listen, my big hustle is not my hustle of the week. Listen, today I have zero eBay sales. Mm. Zero. It is nine thirty-two in the evening and have zero eBay sales. So I have nothing to brag about. Mm. I have no idea what's going on right now. How many sales do you have today? Uh, two or three, I think. Yeah. What's going on? Anyways, all right. This is our rant episode. Source better stuff. Source no, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's true. If you're not, if sales are happening, it's probably I have a lot of junk right now. But what I want to say is, though, that store, my guess is those items weren't there when Mike went because you would have noticed those. Yeah, they would have been pretty obvious. So they keep filling thrift stores with good items. So if you ever are across a new opening, a grand opening, a soft opening, a remodel. Whatever it is, be there and be there early because other resellers know about that. Yep. So, you know, it's just that's our yeah, bolo, check, our, our thrifting bolo. Yeah, check out check out that video if you haven't check, uh, seen it yet. It's let me just say, like, people even mentioned it in the comments already. Um, you know, is it the workers were incredible. It was such a cool experience. I mean, sometimes I feel like you go into a thrift store and you're just hustling, right? You're just you're you're in, you're out, you're looking for stuff. Um, and I think the fact that I was making a video made me a little more intentional with like talking to people and um, got to really talk to a few people. And and it was just a great experience. Everybody was really nice. Um, you know, the store was super clean, partly because they just remodeled it, but it was just a good experience. I had a lot of fun. Uh, making that video and and being at that store. So shout out to all of the employees there. If you happen to be listening, thank you so much for what you're doing and good uh, people. being yeah, such great people. Awesome. All right, so I think we're ready for our hustles of the week. Hustle of the week is that the sound effect? <laughs> you're the for? tech guy. What is that? I don't know. I always say I should add one in, but I don't. So I'll just make it with my mouth. That'll work. <laughs> okay. So let's talk about some of these. Uh, so I'll start us off. And if you haven't been following big underscore drift underscore drift, Allison in Alaska, you should. I mean, 
the stuff that she comes across in Alaska, in Alaska, that's a big deal, right? Because I, I don't know, when I think about Alaska, I don't think about like huge urban centers mm. of thrift stores. And now there, there are, I mean, there's Anchorage and so on, but I don't think there's much. So the stuff that she is able to hustle is just amazing, right? So let's talk about some of these. Let's hear it. So here's what what um, she came across. So in Alaska, some of the thrift stores just have like free bins. Have you seen a free bin? I have never seen a free bin, and and I think it would be, but I think I think if there was a free bin at a thrift store here, I don't I don't even know if it would be worth. I mean, I'd look at it, I but think we're reseller heavy in San Diego. Yeah, I really do. I think we're more reseller heavy than in Los Angeles. Mm. I, I seriously do. Well. They have them there. It's the free hat bin. And within this free hat bin, okay, there were a bunch of mesh trucker snapback hats. And I love mesh trucker. I, I'm all about that snapback life more than mug life. If if you're trying to get into reselling, I think the better option is shoes or snapback hats. I really do. Hashtag snapback life. Snapback life or snap life or whatever you want to hashtag it. I think it's hashtag life. Snapback. So... Big Drift Thrift. Man, it's hard to say. Big Thrift Thrift. Big Drift Thrift. Big Thrift Thrift. Drift Thrift. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like Tokyo Drift Thrift. But Thrift. Drift Thrift. Okay. Anyways, came across these K-Products hats. Now, this is now, this is a free bin, by the way. And there's more hats to go. These aren't all the hats. Mm. So the one of them for $70 and sold another one for a hundred dollars. That's crazy. See, and I, you know, there's there's a certain amount of resellers that know that hats still go for money. Mm-hmm. And you know, we talk about how like markets die and so on, but you know, I don't know if the mess trucker hat like market is dead. I think it's just becoming more selective. Mm. You know, like I sold one. I want to say it was like a year ago. I remember it was like a forest like forest ranger hat mm. for like 60 bucks. And I remember my reselling friend was like, what? Like who would buy that? I'm like, you never know. Yeah. That's you crazy. never know. Right. And so shout out to Allison, big underscore thrift. Oh, sorry. Drift. I'm sorry. Big underscore drift with the D underscore thrift on Instagram. Ah, good finds. And I don't even know what the ROI is when, when you get something for free. It's it's the percentage. It's like But there is no percentage like there, there's no yeah, there's, there's no, no investment, investment. So there's no return on investment. I get it. <laughs> well, it's awesome. That's all I can say. So keep uh keep on looking for those hats. Yeah, that's awesome. Have you found like your Apple hat? My Apple hat was was man, that was something to, that was something else. That was awesome. I have picked up several other hats since then. And have yet to sell a hat. So I think that's just a market I need to do some research. So in. those of you that are new, I think this is like episode three or something, like way back, maybe yeah, seven. 50 cents for a hat and sold it for over $100. Yeah, it was an Apple hat. Yeah, it's actually international. one of the hats we show in our YouTube interview with Wade mm. on the Wade's Ventures. So $100, right? Yeah. International. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Global shipping. Global shipping. Global shipping. All right. Cool. What's, what's one you... All oh, right. Wait. So I got one here. Wait, I'm sure... I think I'm sharing this one. Remember? Okay. Okay, I got one more. I'm not. I'm trying to take the mic here. All right. So we have Matthew at master underscore of underscore resale. 
on IG. I have to look at Mike now. Make sure I'm pronouncing it. The English teacher. Mm-hmm. So he came across some solid state drives. What what are those, Mike? Explain those real quick. So um, on a computer, you've got two different types of, of, of hard drives, as it were. You've got a spinning hard drive disc where there's literally a disc inside that spins. You can kind of hear it in your computer. If it's in your computer. When it's yeah. starting up, yeah. Um, and that's where all the information is stored. Uh, those are old and um, much cheaper, and they're not very quick at all. A solid-state hard drive is more like how like a thumb drive, you put it in and all of it's on. It just accesses everything at one time. Mm-hmm. Let me just say, if you have a computer, laptops are hard to, to change, but if you've got a, like a desktop and it's starting to run slow, for a minimal investment, like if, if you could just change one thing, solid-state hard drive is going to make your computer run so much quicker. And you just call it solid state drive, right? Yep. Not solid state hard drive. It's a solid state drive, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, well, it is a hard drive, but it's just not a disk drive. Oh, but Mike, you recommended me it's yeah, the one, and yeah. I did, and it was it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. This is just a, not for my MacBook, but one I got for my son, and it, it's been it's been awesome. Yeah. So here's a tech tip. I mean, some of you guys, if you're, I mean, if you're reselling, you're probably at some point or another using a computer, right? So speed is important. Um, and, and, and if you're storing pictures and stuff like that, so my suggestion is get a small solid state drive. So, um, even if it's not like the big terabyte and things like that, get a smaller one and then get a hard drive, uh, an HDD, a hard disk drive, uh, that's external that you can use for storing all of like the stuff you don't access very much, but make sure your operating system is on a solid drive. Sorry to go off on a tangent like that, but that tip will change your life. Sure. Hustle processing. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I think I like our name. We can always, if there's a P, we can add something to it. Pure hustle hydration. All right. So, sorry, Matthew. All right, going back to Matthew's hustle of the week. All right. So, master underscore of underscore resale on IG had a friend whose uncle had a bunch of solid state drives in in the garage at this at, at the house, and so I guess they bought them off a company that was closing down. I never had a chance to use them. Mm. And we're talking about 110 solid state drives. Wait, wait, wait. What? 110. That's how many he picked up? Yeah. Holy cow. And that's what it, maybe the math is off. <laughs> the math, but it looks like it was 110. That's amazing. Isn't that, isn't that awesome? So, Yeah. The math, yeah. So about a hundred and ten at about twenty five dollars each. Think about that, twenty five dollars each. That's okay? crazy. So bought them from a company, knew they had value, but never got around to looking them up. All right. Again, we always, you know, it's that story, right? You go to garage sales, and mm. somebody goes, "Well, I can just list it on eBay," and you're just like, "Okay, yeah, go for it." Right. Well, this didn't even, this did even happen. So. His friend, who was the nephew of his uncle, wanted them, but knew that, you know, they couldn't get it. So anyways, long story short, went to his house, offered to buy them all, paid $2,700 for all the solid state drives. One of the first already sold for $1,199. Wait, what? Yeah. That's crazy. Is that that like crazy? Yeah. Is my numbers off? I don't know. That sounds intense. That's that's awesome, though. Okay. Well, here I'll show you the picture. Right, I'm not off. It's eleven hundred. We're looking at the picture right now. 
What the? That's amazing. <laughs> All right. And it sold for that? Yeah. Wow. Man, if that's if that's accurate, if you pulled off that kind is of that money, hustle of the year? Uh, let me just say, uh, at Master of Resale, your name is correct. You are the Master of Resale. Yes, that is. You are the Master. I shall call you Master from now on. <laughs> Good job. I am your Thank humble you, servant. <laughs> that is incredible. So I'm just I'm just shocked. So Master underscore of underscore Resale. Yeah. I kind of feel bad because whenever people put Hustle of the Week, I put, that's definitely a Hustle of the Week contender. There's mm. some you just go like, yep, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Like, you won. You won. Hustle of the Week. All, all done. Yeah. I think we could just stop the show now. Like, good job, guys. <laughs> Drop these mics. <laughs> We're done. Wow. So, great job, Matthew. Awesome. Yep. All right. All right. I got one for you. All right. So, uh, I actually had a chance to, to meet this guy. So, this is Mike at... Uh, the IG handle is at vintage.games.plus. Super cool guy. Ran into him at a uh, at a garage sale one time. Yeah, you talked about it a few podcasts yeah. ago. And he actually was one of our hustles of the week, like in the early podcast yeah. days back in July. He's an OG listener. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Episode four or five or something like that. Yeah. So. yeah. so but it was really neat running into him. Um and and if you don't if you're not following um at vintage.games.plus. He sells a ton of uh, awesome games. Um, check out his Instagram. Awesome video games, yeah. like Nintendo, Sega, Neo Geo, like all that stuff. Yeah, stuff you just don't see other places. Um, he's got it, so check him out. So anyways, he's doing research for Garage Sale that he's going out to, uh, probably looking up Craigslist, that kind of stuff, right? And he sees a picture, and in the background of a picture, he sees an item, okay? Does the... Let me pull this item up. Let's zoom in, doing the finger pinch thing, right? Zooming yeah, in, zooming in, trying, yeah. to, trying to, can you, can you read good. the label on that? Guys, if you can do that, because sometimes, sometimes when you look at, uh, on, on like a Craigslist ad and the stuff they're showing for, for a garage sale, it's like, oh, it's junk, it's junk. But then you junk. see that thing in the corner. Yeah, it's like pieces of furniture. You're like, I don't, I don't d- deal in furniture. And then yeah, in the, the corner, you're like, ooh, ooh. So anyways, that's what he does. He sees this thing. And, um, so he gets up early, like super early, 445. That's like, that's, that's hustle status right there. That's Mike hustle status. Did I tell you I'm getting up at 345 now? No. Oh, I, I even get tired of hearing that. That's my new, that's my new 345? time. 345. Yeah. Time to go to sleep. Um, my goal is to be asleep by 945. Uh, so I get six hours of sleep. Uh, which my night's just started at 945. Yeah, see, I just do the opposite, you know. Wow. But anyways, I'm sorry, Mike, to interrupt your uh, interrupt your your hustle there. Mike is sorry to interrupt you, Mike. Mike, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Coming from Mike here, <laughs> this is like super meta. Um, so, anyways, he he goes and he buys this item for five dots, five bucks. It is a Magnavox DVD recorder VCR. Um, so this is one of those items where you get a VCR put your tape in and actually can record it onto a DVD, which is super awesome. I mean, a lot of people have, uh, you know, home videos they want to put on DVD. So these are, these are hot items and they're not easy to find, right? Like if you're just no, to look I up, don't. like there's services that'll do this for you, but not very many that actually are the unit. So he picks one up for $5 uh, and he sells it for $830 on Amazon. That's so crazy. I mean, that's amazing. When those first were selling, like brand new, they were like three hundred dollars, and the the resale value on those just keeps going. Well, and, and here's I think the big reason why um, there's really not the market for them to be made mass produced anymore. True. Right. So it is not worth it for a factory to set up and for a company to be building these new to be putting into stores like Walmart because. 
enough people, you know, have already just moved fully onto DVD or using services. And so it's not worth it for them, but there's still enough people out there that need an item like this. So if you can find something like that, if you can find an item that's basically discontinued, but still useful, those are the items you want to be finding. No, I agree. And I think, you know, these kind of items, like I remember when I was a history department chair, we had some, when I was back, when I was teaching, we had these VHS tapes that we wanted to keep using in the classroom, mm. but we couldn't, you know, we either had to find VCR. So I remember buying DVD recorders so we could keep them, right? And if you have an institution that has a budget that can afford that, mm -hmm. they're going to buy it, right? So just something to think about. Wow, that is, I'm more impressed about the 445. Hey, here's five bucks. Thanks. Go back. Sleep. You must be sleeping pretty good after that. Yeah. You could be just, you're just done for the day. You don't got to do anything else. I don't got to do it. Like, I don't have no more, no more garage sales. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. Oh, put in a hard day. Made $800 and $830. So That's awesome. a good job. What about you? Do you have a hustle for this week since you've been talking about all these awesome hustles? and Well, mine's in kind of a build-up hustle. But before I get there, hey, just want to say thanks again, Allison at big underscore drift underscore thrift, Matthew at master underscore of underscore resale, and Mike at vintage.games.plus. Thanks so much for sharing your hustle of the week. If you haven't shared our hustle of the week, it's building. Just hashtag hustle of the week, all lower caps. Hey, hustle of the week, and we'll go there and we'll find it. Or shoot us a DM. It's actually better if you tag it because when we're getting ready for the podcast, we just researched that tag and we can see your hustle of the week there. Yep. So let us know. And you're always welcome to call us and so on. We gave you that info already. Yep. So we don't want to go through that. All right. My hustle of the week. So I was so happy the other day I sold my last cologne that I've had for two years. Let me tell you why it's my hustle That's of the week. That's a long tale. It was long tail. So the two years ago, and this was a big deal for me. Now I'm not I'm not a baller or anything, but you know, dropping four hundred dollars isn't as like ouch mm. like it used to be. I remember when I first started reselling, like dropping over twenty bucks was a big deal. Mm. And then it was dropping a hundred dollars. Now it's and then it's like four hundred. So I was at an Amvets. So Amvets is uh, our thrift store here where they they provide funds to help veterans of, of different wars. And so they they get, you know, items from all over. So they picked up a ton of cologne and perfume from, like, this trailer truck auction. Hmm. And one of them was, like, a Costco truck or something. And it was, I can't remember how many. I want to say it was, like, 20 Polo colognes and, like, 20 Armani C perfumes. And they were selling for, I want to say it was, like, 30 to $35 a bottle. So I went up and I asked, and, and this was two years ago, I said, hey, what would you do if I bought all of them? Would you be willing to work with me, right? And and I want, I want to tell everybody, like, I know thrift stores most of the time will tell you no, but it mm. doesn't hurt to always ask. Mm. And so I asked, you know, what would you be willing to let these go for if I bought them all? And they were nice and said, you know what, um, let's do 25. And then I go... I don't know. I got to make some more money on it. Can we do, uh, let's do, let's do, <laughs> let's do 10. And then they said, no, you know what? We'll do 15 for you. And I said, sure. So I bought them all. And so over the last two years, I've been selling these. I've been mm. selling them for about some I've sold for 80. Wow. Like the, the Armani ones. 
at the height of the market. Then the market went down. Mm. I, the the polos I've been selling from anywhere to 40 to 60. I've been selling them on OfferUp. I've been selling them on eBay. And it's just been, you know, it just it's been nice because mm. I just bought them all and they all fit in like one location. And I just listed it. And I put 30 days and I kept, you know, re mm-hmm. in 30 days, but I just forget about it. And, you know, overall, I think I did the math and net profit, I made $800 wow. on that purchase. So, I mean, it's it was definitely a hustle of the two years. Yeah. But, you know, look for those opportunities for like when you can buy things in bulk. We've mm. talked about that. And it's just one listing and you have the opportunity to do local and do it on eBay. Yeah, well, that's great. So that was my that was my hustle of the week. Yeah, that's awesome. So Good job, you? man. Um, okay, so for me, um, I feel like I feel like uh, I'm always giving my hustle to somebody else. But um, remember, I gave the one to the guy who found that Harley. Uh, so oh, yeah. this one, um, I've we've talked about when you buy something or you list something and you've already got multiple of them in your store, like when you list a few more, like those items sell, right? Uh, that's true. Yeah. So, um, you know, I've kind of noticed that a little bit with some items specifically like some shoes, Cole Haan's, things like that. If I list like three of them all at once and a few start selling, well, I've found a pair of Allen Edmonds like a couple months ago to garage sale and they were beat up. Like they had a giant like gash in them and they still sold for, pretty decent mm-hmm. amount of money, right? They still sold for like $35. I was like, wow, that's impressive yeah, for like... just quality shoes people will like. Yeah. Well... Or do you know that they refurbish them too? Do they? Like, I mean, it costs more than $100. I don't know if they do it anymore, but at one point you could do that. It's so people it. were willing to pay for mess up ones. And if they really like that shoe, they'll get it redone. Go get it taken care of, yeah. Um, so anyways, I was thinking like, well, that was pretty rare that I found an Allen Edmond. They're probably all going to be... If I ever find them again, they're probably going to be like that if I'm lucky. Um, uh they'll still sell, but I, I doubt I'll find nice ones. Well, I was at a garage sale after going to garage sale, to garage sale, to garage sale, not finding anything. And I finally go to this garage sale and they had uh, four pairs of shoes. Two of them were Cole Haan. One of them was a, um, was Alan Edmonds. Nice. Right? And then one was another brand. I don't remember. And the person gave me all four pairs of shoes for $20 total. So I just divided <laughs> by awesome. five. So I paid $5 yeah. for these Alan Edmonds. Then, and these were like brand new. In fact, I've been wearing them like to work. The Allen Edmonds? They're they're really nice. They are nice. This is the first time I've them? I've been wearing them because they're that nice. Like I I I on your own supply. Look, I'm telling you, I'm I used to be like just buy cheap stuff. And I, I've been now slowly stylish. I'm slowly been 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 turning into like, okay, there's a difference for like buying quality items. No, that's true. You, reselling, you begin to notice that because you have access to things that before you would only go to retail stores yeah. and now you find them somewhere else. You're like, I get why people would pay up for this. Oh, it's nice. So, um, but the story doesn't end there. Okay. So I've got these nice Allen Edmonds that are basically brand new. They almost look flawless. Well, my wife was on lunch break at work, stops at that. Salvation Army that had just, you know, did the, the grand reopening and she's walking around and she sees, she's looking at the shoes. <laughs> the, to, the funny part of this story is there was another reseller there. Hopefully if you're a listener, I'm, I apologize for this. I feel bad, but he's looking at shoes and he, he keeps glancing up at shoes up at the top, but it was like too high for him to reach and he couldn't like get them. My wife was standing kind of where he was looking. And so she's looking at shoes and she finally looks where he's looking and they're kind of up behind and she's like, oh, those look, those look nice. And so she reaches up and grabs them. 
basically, I would say they're brand new Allen Edmonds. They just didn't have tags on them. And I think the thrift store was only asking for like $8 or something for them. But so she's like, oh, these are great. Um, Looked them up, sent me the picture of them. And these shoes are selling pre-owned for like up to like $300. Nice. In the condition that they're in. Have they sold for that much? No, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so okay. That, that, that's the that's the sold price. And so she like grabbed it, looked, walked out. Kind of like the the went back to sleep, you know, after yeah, the five dollar yeah. purchase. Like, I'm done. There's yeah. my lunch. She walked in, found that, didn't even look anything else in the store, just bought. So nice. that other guy probably felt he's probably like, I, I saw them there. Those were that is those awesome. were mine. But you know, she was in the right place, the right time. So yeah. you know, like the last I think three hustles have been your wife. I know. She's the killing it, three. man. So I think next time we should just have her record her hustle of the week yeah. as yours. <laughs> That's well, good. I got an out. We both got an How about that? Like as a as a <laughs> as a married couple, the hustle of the week was within one week we both ended up with Alan Edmonds. That's pretty sweet. I mean, seriously, you can't beat that. Like and, and the nice thing is now you have two two sets of eyes, right? Yep. I mean, the fact that, you know, your wife knows like what to look for, that's a bonus. Yep, it helps. So that is so good. Yeah, it was like telescope one week. I forget yeah. what the other week was. And now Ellen Edmonds. Yeah, she's killing it, man. Good for you. All right. Well, we had that. Oh, man. Ellen Edmonds that sell for that much. You know, I don't see that much anymore. Ellen Edmonds? Yeah, that sell for that much. Like, no, I'll, this I'll is find, a special, like, it, it, I can't even remember what they're called like now. Probably wingtips. Well, they were wingtips, but they had, it was like Allen Edmonds and then it had like a subtitle to them. Like yeah, most of them name. do. Right. Well, this one, this subtitle name was like one of the highest end. That's impressive. Cause I, you know, Alan Edmonds was like the show. I remember like two years ago, anytime you found them, it was like 100 bucks, 100 bucks, 100 bucks. Mm-hmm. And now the market's flooded. But, you know, if you find that special one like your wife found, like you're good. Yeah. So, bolo. <laughs> bolo. Bolo. Bolos. Okay. Speaking of bolos, it's time for our bolos. Do you got a good bolo for me? What uh, should I be looking out for, Orlando? I would say. And again, I, I'm trying to be more generic with the bolos because I'm trying to help everyone out. Mm. Like I feel like when we're too specific at times, like you know, people like they don't they, like it's kind of like you have shutters, like mm. you don't see everything else. But if there's ever, and I've kind of, I always go on these sports themes. If there's ever a team or a set of teams going to the playoffs, mm. like those are the items you want to be looking for. And whether it be basketball, whether it be baseball, whether and, and I think it's common sense, but I will tell you, like, the Chargers who left San Diego, which is really annoying that they left, even though I'm a 49ers fan, I've lived here for, this is like year 16, so I, I like it when the Chargers win. Mm-hmm. I've been selling Chargers stuff like crazy. Mm. I sold a beanie for $45, like $44.99. I sold a, and I'll share this another time, a throwback jersey. Uh, for two hundred dollars, I sold another jacket for a hundred dollars. I sold a crusty old Chargers hat for twenty five dollars. I sold. I just, I just keep. I would say every other day except for today that I have no sales. Yeah. I have sold Chargers gear. Nice. And I've sold an Eagles jersey because they're also in the playoffs. Hmm. And so, just keep an eye. I mean, I oh, I sold a Phil Rivers jersey two weeks ago. It was a kid's one for like $50 in Bonanza. Really? Yeah. So keep an eye because, you know, I'm not saying like now, like go flood, you know, but it doesn't hurt to just make sure you're aware that like, hey, these are the teams that are in the playoffs for the NBA or in the World Series or whatever it is and go, you know, if I see these, I'm going to research them. Because sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, you look at jerseys and you're just like, eh, like because they all look the same, right? Right. 
But if it's it could be like a a player that isn't that well known, but if they're on that team that is in the playoffs, there's a certain fan out there that really likes that player and they want that. Or it could be a jersey that that player used to play for that team, but people are still willing to wear that jersey when they go to that sporting event. Mm. What what specific other than like players, like there might be some players that are more important than others. What specifically should I be looking for? Should our listeners be looking forward looking at jerseys? Is it is our brand? Is it style? Is it like what what should I be looking for? I think brands, I mean, brand's a big one. Like Majestic's a nice brand to look for. What about Reebok? I feel like I'm always seeing Reebok. Is Reebok kind I've of sold, the low I've end? sold Reebok stuff, but here's what you gotta be careful. What I find is there's a lot of fakes out there. And I think okay. one of the ones that I get a lot of fake, a lot of fake, a lot of fake jerseys is is Reebok. Okay. And you can just tell by like how poorly like the Reebok logo looks on mm. the jersey. Right. But he, or the stitching. Or, and I might get in trouble here, but sometimes it's really hard to tell. Mm. Right. And, you know, I've had, for instance, I've had people DM me, not DM me, but message me like, oh, that, that jersey's fake. Mm. And then I go, okay, I'll investigate and I'll pull it. And then a few days go by. I'm like, you know what? It's really hard to tell. I'm just mm. going to throw it up there. And people buy it. So mm. sometimes people like, they're not really concerned. And I'm not saying sell fake stuff. But you can't believe everyone that messages you and says something is fake. Right. Right. Because sometimes you might have another seller that has, and I'm getting conspiracy, but mm. you might have another seller that has a similar item and, you know. They want to be the only. They want to be the only town. person. Yeah. Or sometimes you just have people that like think they're the authority on something. Mm. And I think there are certain things where it's like, okay, if it's a coach purse or a Louis Vuitton purse, or right, if we want to go that far, um, Clearly, there's there's a lot more skin in the game, and you need to be certain. But if it's if it's a twenty dollar item that you're selling, the chances of like you, I don't know, it just doesn't it doesn't seem like it's like you said as serious, right? Like if it's a quality thing, and and for to the best of your knowledge, it's real, and you've done your due diligence. I think you know, don't send it off to an appraiser, right? No, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, but do be careful. I find that most of the times. That I get, you know, like, hey, this is fake, this isn't authentic, is when people buy stuff at a low price. Mm. Like when people pay major money for items, I've never had a problem. Because those people that are dropping that money, most of the time they really know what they're they're buying. Mm. And so they're not going to come at you and say, hey, this is fake. Mm. Just something to think about. Yeah, interesting. How about your bolo? Um, man, I guess mine's going to be more specific. Um I should have. I wish I would have stuck with I, the I threw theme some brands in there. Generic. That's true. Um, so maybe last update episode, my bolo was just fitness stuff, right? Okay. Which is good because I've picked up some nice fitness stuff for Amazon. Uh-huh. So let me tell you good. a story. Okay. Have you heard of a a, a a fitness tool or or a piece of equipment called TRX? No. Okay, so it's like they're just like straps. They're like canvas, like tie downs. Like imagine you use like strap something on the back of your truck. Okay. Right? It's kind of like that with a handle on it. Okay. And uh, they're very expensive. Really? Very trendy. They're trendy for a while. I don't know if they're as big now. I have only found them twice, but the both times I found them or the only time I found them was on the same day, two different garage sales. That's so wild. Yeah. And so I picked up both pairs and um, they both sold within a week of posting them. And there's 
that they sell for a lot of money, even used. They sell for how much did you buy them for? Um, I paid five for one and forty for another. Okay. Um, and the one that I paid forty for was a nicer one. So like workout bands. They're not bands. It's the okay. thing. Is there? It's like a canvas strap. Like imagine like like the yellow tie downs, like yeah. the ratchet. Yeah. It's like that with a handle at the end, and you just like hook it to your like either a beam in your garage or to a door and you use the handles and there's like two of them and like you can pull yourself and it's like the most minimalistic piece of workout equipment. But if you're to buy, if you're to go online and type in TRX and gyms have whole TRX systems set up where people can use the, band, okay. the, the straps. Um, yeah, they sell, they sell new for a couple of hundred dollars and used for up to like 150, anywhere from like 75 to 150, depending on which model. You're, you're selling. Wow. So yeah, if you see that, I mean, there it's, it's a simple piece of equipment that's very difficult to damage. So it's not like you have to worry about, and there it's small. It goes into like a box or a bag and easy to ship. So like you could do cubic priority. Yeah. I bet like you could use pirate by ship. Six? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Maybe even smaller. Awesome. So TRX. TRX. Okay. I'll be on the lookout. Is, Bolo. It, is, it, is it hard? Does this look plain though? Does it look plain? Yeah. Like, like you, like let's say you didn't see the TRX and you just saw like the like the workout thing. <laughs> the, the, um, I mean, if it's just the straps, if they don't have it in any kind of box, yeah, that's what I'm asking. Um, yeah, you might have no idea. Wow. Okay. All right. So keep an eye. But if it's if it's not in a box, it might be missing like some of the hooks or handle pieces. So uh, you probably want it in a box or bag, anyways. But. Something that shows that it's kind of like new. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's good. Nice bowl. TRX. TRX. All right. So, what are we looking forward to? What are you looking forward what to? What am I looking forward to? Um, let's see. Well, uh, I've been working on. You asked me earlier about how Q4 went. Well, we had a we had a bunch of items that were taking it was taking up space in our garage that is out now. And so we are reorganizing and revamping our inventory process um, where every item that we post uh, once a week, we sit down and go through those items and make sure that in the custom SKU box, which we've talked about in the past, is um, all the information we need on not only how to find it, uh, but like reference number that we have connected to an Excel sheet, which includes the data of what the receipt is, how much the item was purchased for, um, where it's located, like all of the information. And so I think I'm, a, I'm kind of a data person and I'm excited to kind of see once I get this thing fully running, um, which items are bringing in the most profit, which items are bringing in the least profit. I think that data is going to be pretty powerful. Nice. So you'll be able to, through Excel, make some charts and graphs. Yeah. That's so awesome. What about you? What are you looking forward to? Well, I'm not as technical as you. <laughs> um, I need to keep working on my bookkeeping. Um, you know, the only upside to the government shutdown I can see right now is that it doesn't seem that the, you know, the IRS is going to be ready for everybody because they're not working right now. So I feel like it's giving me some more time to get myself ready. Now, I do want to be ready by April 15 because last year I filed in October. Mm. And I, I don't want to just file on April 15. Like, I want to have everything in order. Right. So I know how much to pay on April 15 because I'm going to be paying. Mm. Like, bottom line, if you're a reseller, like, you're always paying. If you're full-time, right, you have those estimated payments, right? So there's one coming up on the 15th of this January. And estimated payments are like, what are your taxes most likely going to be, right? Because you don't have 
an employer paying into your W, you know, paying all your Medicare. Yeah. So if you're fully self-employed. <clears throat> so that's probably what you have to do. So I got to do some of that because now I'm definitely having to think that way for next year. Mm. Right. Because now I am, you know, I, you know, half of the year I was working last year and this mm. half I'm not. And then the other part of it is I need to reorganize my inventory. Mm. I think FBA consume my life and I let things fall apart. And I have so much eBay stuff I need to list that I just kind of, I would go to garage sales and I'd be all excited and I would just leave them in, in the unit mm. and never look at them again. So I'm going to lose some of that fire when you, when you don't list it right away. You do, you do. You know, I got some nice ROI items that I just, I need to get listed. So I need to take care of that. I need to take care of those dual decks that are sitting there and send them to Amazon. So it's kind of the same old, same old, you know, but it's the nice thing is, you know, I think you get to a point in reselling that you have so much inventory, you know, you seriously could be in a place where you can go a couple of weeks without sourcing. Now, you always get that anxiety, like, what am I missing out on? What am I not getting? So mm. just something to think about. Some some FOMO. Some FOMO. <laughs> yeah, that's right. What is that? Fear of missing out. Oh, that's right. Oh, I, you know, I saw that for the first time, like, the other week, and I had to, like, Google it. Oh, man. I never heard of FOMO. FOMO, I think of, like, packing our mugs. Like, the oh, FOMO man. method. A, it's been a thing for years, FOMO. Sorry. Well, now I know. So, hey, it's getting time to wrap up this episode. So make sure you're also following us on, on Instagram, Pierozo Podcast, on Twitter, Pierozo Cast. Give us a call, 738-1170. That's area code 619-738-1170. Uh, email us, you know, Pierozo Podcast, gmail.com, or, or no, not or. Also, please share our podcast. We keep saying this, you know, make sure to hit that share button on, on the on iTunes or on Anchor or on Spotify and on YouTube. Make sure to subscribe, like, and comment below in the comments. So I think I enjoyed this podcast. Yeah, it was awesome. We yeah, covered and, a lot. And if you're not on all those uh, uh, social media sites, maybe following us, uh, you might be missing out. And we don't want you to fear missing out. No. No FOMO for you. No FOMO. No FOMO. And keep an eye for the IG post about our giveaway, the Hydro Flask and the new design shirt. Yeah. And then we'll have one about which one do you prefer. So... All right, hey, hope you all have an incredible week. Make sure to be real. Be relevant. And be reselling. Please. Please.